Today I'm going to talk about goal setting and share the, the goal setting process that I use as well as talk about the ch goal setting challenge that I am building. How can personal trainers, fitness coaches, independent gym and supplement shop owners get more clients? My name is Tyson and this is the Marketing Fitness Podcast. I'm running a startup called Black Label Supplements and I'm on a mission to find which marketing strategies will help our retailers and brand ambassadors be most successful. If they win, we win. Goal setting has been a big part of my life, and I think it's a big part or should be a big part of everybody's life, especially if you're trying to achieve goals um, such as fitness goals or business goals or uh, ambassador goals or income goals, whatever type of goals you have or we have as people, I think goal setting should be uh, the main, the foundation of what we do. And as I've thought about this, I've decided that that's what I want to do to um, get people on our list and to be able to serve them. And then ultimately, hopefully, they'll end up buying Black Label supplements as I um, serve them and help them set and achieve goals through this process. So it's called the absolute, the eight absolute steps of goal setting. Uh, I learned it a few, well, not a few years ago. Um, I've, I've kind of used it my whole life, but it wasn't fully lined out to me until I was 19 or 20. I was, I spent a couple years serving my church on a mission. And one of the, the very influential leaders that I had that I met, he was a very successful doctor and a, a investor, and he had outlined this framework for goal setting, and it really rang true to me because I had done similar things to what he had, had talked about, and then I took what he had created and I altered it to um, optimized it for my personal use, and now I want to share it with you guys. Um, before I do, I want to talk about how I kind of uh, how I applied this. Okay, so um, as many of you guys have known by now that are listening to this, I am a Team USA Paralympian, and Paralympics is uh, essentially a elite athlete program for those with physical disabilities. So I'm legally blind, and um, it's funded through the U.S. Olympic Committee. We we have very similar, if not the same, perks and as well as challenges and requirements as Olympic athletes. So in, in 2013, I won the silver medal in the high jump at the IPC World Championships in Lyon, France. And it was an amazing experience, but I came away very frustrated because I felt like I should have won the gold medal. Um, it was really depressing at the same time as being excited. And everybody's like, oh, you should be so excited. You just won the silver medal and you should be happy and grateful. And of course, I was grateful and um, I was appreciative and the experience was amazing. I met some great people and had a good time. But I knew I didn't didn't compete my best, and I knew that it wasn't um, I wasn't I wasn't happy with how it ended up. So I put in a lot of work over the next six months or so as I planned for. You know, 2014 was an off year, and 2015 was World Championships as well as Pan America Games, and then 2016 was the Paralympic Games in Rio, just after the Olympic Games. And so my goal, I was like, I'm going to be a gold medalist at the Olympic Games, if not 
the next World Championships in Pan American Games in high jump because um, I I I don't want to feel this regret of leaving stuff on the table anymore. So I just started putting in the work, and then sometime in early 2014, I found out that the uh, organizing committee, the the Paralympic committee, had decided to make some alterations to the, the Rio program and take out the jumping events for those with um, uh, vision impairments. And it was devastating to me. Like I remember sitting there thinking when I heard it, like my heart just dropped and I got this pit in my stomach and I just almost wanted to cry. And just thinking about it, like just makes me sick and emotional about it. Um, and at that point, I was like, what am I going to do? And the reason they do this, just a quick, um, they because there's different disability classes and each one competes in the same event, they had to make room, at least this is what I understood, they had to make room for NBC to cover all the events, and as well as scheduling the stadium and all this stuff. So they, they made some cuts. So the only thing that left was left for the Paralympic or for the visually impaired class was the 400 meters and a couple sprints and long races. Oh man, so I, I sat there and I started thinking, I was like, okay, so in 2016, I got to be ready to um, run the 400 meters because I ultimately want to keep after my goal. I could have quit, I could have retired, and I seriously thought about it, but my end goal was to be a Paralympian and compete in Rio, and although I you know, probably wasn't going to win a gold medal based on the times and the, the great athleticism of other athletes, I was going to be able to make the team at least because, you know, that was my first goal, make the team and then win a gold medal. But since it was a different event, I was like, I may need to readjust my goal and um, just try to make the team. So I sat down, um, wrote down all the obstacles in the way, which was a significant amount, especially... I could go on forever how much I despise running the 400. It was, for me personally, is the most exhausting, painful, mentally and physically draining um, sporting event I've ever done. I ran on the 4x4 team in college uh, for a couple of years, and it was absolutely horrible. Um, but, I mean, it's a love-hate relationship because I, I loved that I was able to be part of the team and um, I really bonded with the, the three other guys that I ran with through the pain that we went through. So I wrote down the resources after that. I just figured out that my coaches uh, was a, an amazing resource, my college coach, because he had pushed me and encouraged me and got me to run the 4x4 in college. Um, I had some access to Olympic coaches, so um, and at this point, because of my mindset and need for extra mental help, I had resources for sports psychologists, um, massage therapists, like all this, all these resources that I wrote down that I had access to, as well as you know small things like weight room, track equipment, things like that. Um, then I created a plan with my coach, how I was going to accomplish this, how I was going to go overcome the demons that I have, the mental demons, because man, it's, I, I can't even explain, you guys, you guys know as, as fitness people and as um, entrepreneurs or and whatever that your end goal is related to the fitness industry, but 
it's it's tough um, and there's a lot of mental barriers and so I had to really be honest with myself about those created this plan, created a workout plan, created a training plan, created a um, competition plan, all leading up to making the team in Rio. Then I started implementing it and just day by day, I would go through it. And I remember there's days after practice, I'd just be to the point of tears because the workouts were so bad and I was throwing up and um, just like saying, I hate this. I do not want to do it. But then utilizing my resources with sports psychologists and thinking about okay my end goal is this and I, I want to achieve it and um, as I as I went through all this process I followed the plan and ultimately what kept me going was my motivation my why and I Tony Robbins I think it was Tony Robbins but it, it's been said a lot of times but they say if if you have a big enough why you'll figure out how and my why had to be big enough because this was such a just such a hard process for me personally to go through to go from not only because just running the 400 is mentally and physically draining to the point of pain and and all that nasty stuff but it also was emotionally draining because I knew that I I should be training for a gold medal and not training just to make the team I should be training for a big money stipend. I should be training for big sponsorships. I shouldn't be training for just to make the team and get my, you know, some sweet gear and not make any money and all this stuff. And so it was just, it was a big, big stress on me. Um, and then as I, but my why, my why was because I wanted to prove to myself. I had a, a ton of people supporting me and um, going out of their way to make sure that I was able to compete in Rio. My wife was awesome. She was working. She was um, just just really, really supportive in my the time, extra time I had to spend in traveling and um, training and all that stuff. My bosses, my family, my friends, like it was just a, a great support system. And that was really my why in addition to my goal of, of being a representative of Team USA. And of course, the sweet gear and the Paralympic experience and living in the village, all this awesome stuff. So ultimately, I achieved my goal. And and um, as, I, as I went through those couple of years, I was continuing evaluating. I was changing my program. I was saying, okay, I honestly have to change my training program because this is too hard and I'm going to quit if, if I can't do it. So I would alter it with work with my coach and, um, and I, I made the team and it was a great experience. And even I remember I made the finals in the 400, which was awesome. Um, but even then I got to the point where I was getting ready for the finals in the Paralympic games in Rio with a full stadium of people and I was just sick to my stomach for two days before, just like I had been the whole time. And I was in that mental state of, I don't want to run this race. I, it's so hard. I hate the feeling after, the headaches, the, the puking, the stomach, the just absolute pain that goes from head to toe. And I don't want to run it. But thankfully, I had access to sports psychologists and was able to just calm down. I couldn't sleep and it, that didn't really change. But having this access was awesome. So... That's my process. That's my story about Rio and and 
the goal setting process is weaved into this. So the eight steps, and I'm going a little long here today, um, but I wanted to share that story with you guys to really show that, that this works. And I'm gonna offer a challenge for those involved in Black Label Supplements, our customers as well as our retailers and ambassadors and stuff like that. And I'm building that challenge right now, so this is on my mind. So the eight steps are, First, you have to have a desired outcome, and it has to be specific. It can't be broad. You have to know exactly what you want to do, and you have to write it down. Um, it's very important to write it down and just put it out in the world. Tell people about it, because as you start to tell people about it, you'll start to find people will support you. People will start to ask you about it. They'll encourage you, and, um, and in some cases, they'll tell you it's a terrible idea, and maybe you should reevaluate, or maybe you should use that as motivation, depending on what, how it goes. Second thing is you have to have a date. You got to put a date on it. If you don't have a specific date in the future that you want to achieve your goal, you end up saying, I should do this, I should do that. And you end up shooting all over yourself, right? Um, and you don't want to should down your leg or you don't want to should this and should that, tomorrow this, tomorrow that. You want to do it now. You want to get it done. Uh, the third thing, you got to find out your obstacles. And this is where you have to be brutally honest with yourself. What's standing in your way? Fourth thing is the resources that you have in order to overcome your obstacles. Fourth thing, you have to create a plan. Um, or fifth thing, I guess, you have to create a plan. And that plan is, for me, that plan was my training plan. It was how I was going to, um, when when this thing happened, how was I going to overcome that? Because I know myself and I know this is going to come up. How am I going to eat? How am I going to sleep? How am I going to prepare? Um, what equipment, what do I need to buy? Where am I going to work out? What's my second workout plan? If that doesn't work, if it's snowing outside, what's my alternative? Like all these things I have to do. Um, when it comes to business, it's my marketing plan. That's what I put in, what I implement in there. Then the sixth thing is you got to, um, take massive action. You have to start implementing your plan. Even if it sucks, you got to suck it first and suck it first and suck it first. And then figure it out. Um, the actual, the eighth step also implements with this, this fifth step and that is, or sixth step, and that is evaluating. So as you're taking massive action, evaluate. I was evaluating how things were going as I was going through this process and I was setting little sub goals using the same process within my main goal. And I was evaluating those and I was changing those. And, uh, so that's the eighth step is evaluate your process during and after you're done. And then the seventh step is, is that, um, leverage, right? Why are you doing it? What's going on? What is motivating you to get through this? So again, the eight steps are first determine your outcome, set a date, obstacles, resources, make a plan, implement the plan by taking massive action, determine what your leverage is to keep you going through when it's really, really tough and hard. And then eighth, evaluate what you have, what, um, evaluate as you go along. And then once you get done, because you're going to fail, I failed a lot through this process. There was workouts I couldn't finish. There was days that I just, I didn't do what I was supposed to. So I had a lot of failures along the way. And ultimately, um, I failed because I didn't, like I talked about in 2013, I went through the same process to, you know, get to the, um, the world championships in 2013, but I ended up failing my goal of getting the gold medal. 
and that's not something I could get back. So I had to reevaluate, reset my goals, and then ultimately reevaluate and reset my goals again when I found out that um, I was going to have to run the 400 versus the high jump in the um, Paralympic Games in Rio. So this process is something I've went through to marry my wife. It's something I've went to to drive as a blind person, which I'm not going to go into, but it's um, I've been driving for the last six months, and I've used this exact same process to get jobs that I wasn't necessarily qualified for, but I knew I could do um, everything, everything to, to build black label supplements. I'm implementing this plan and continually evaluating and changing. So this, this podcast, I've went a little bit longer than I like to, but I feel like this is probably one of my best um, story and implementation podcasts that I've been able to give. Um, I hope this helps you guys and jump on this challenge. It's not out yet. By the time most of you listen to this, it's going to be up on the Black Label Supplements website, as well as uh, you'll be able to find it in different places through me personally. But I'm, I'm creating a, a little bit of a, a tr- I guess, an explanation sessions, videos to explain each step more fully. I'm going to create some resources for you guys to, to help you uh, write things down and get going. And, um, I, sorry, lost my train of thought. I'm just sitting outside work, getting ready to go in and people are walking around looking at me like I'm crazy, man, because I'm talking to myself into my phone and getting fired up and my hands are moving. So uh, I'm going to end right there, but watch for the goal setting process, set goals, please set goals. It's the way you're going to be successful in life. It's the way you're going to be able to overcome fear of failure. Instead of fearing failure, you're going to learn how to accept failure and learn from that failure in order to be ultimately be successful. Thank you for listening to the Marketing Fitness Podcast presented by Black Label Supplements. If you are a personal trainer, fitness coach, independent gym or supplement shop owner with a successful marketing tip, let us know by commenting on this episode. You could be our next guest.